Hello and welcome to ReggieState.com, podcast number eight. Joining me today is James. Hi, uh, how's it going? One, one half of the true believers. Yeah. Um, Enrique is busy with the holiday stuff, I assume. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I haven't had much time to get with him, so sorry, Enrique. Um, I, I, I know he's been busy, though, because he has a lot going on. Well, everyone's got a lot going on this time of year. I guess it's we're true. just it's true. one of those few odd people that don't. I, well, I think, well, it took us a week to set up a date and time. So, <laughs> like, even that, I, I wouldn't say neither of us do. Like, I mean, yeah, it used to be we could just uh, be like, hey, you want to do something tomorrow? Sure. Yeah, yeah why not? It's yeah. Not, not the way it works anymore. Well, uh, it's coming up on the end of 2014, beginning of 2015. Any favorite movie from 2014? I didn't see or, or as any many com- movies. Or, or any I've... complaints from the 2014 movie season i don't think so out of the ones that i've seen i don't think so um i didn't get to see as many movies as i wanted to and you know one thing i do regret i'm a comic book fan superhero fan i have i will be the first to admit that i kind of feel like i uh see those and then forget that there are all these other wonderful movies out there like <laughs> um, steve carell's new movie looks wonderful looks really good uh John Stewart has a movie Rosewater that I want to see. Um, it's a uh, it's about uh, it's a true story. It's about a uh, um, some Iranian. I don't know. I don't remember if he was a reporter or what he was. But some Iranian was on John Stewart's show, and the Iranian government thought that he was one of the f- reporters. I can't think of his name. Samantha's B's husband, I can't think of his name, from Jon Stewart's show, said that he was an American spy. And it was obviously a joke. And the guy keeps talking to him. Well, he gets arrested in Iran because they think that... He really is. Yeah. And the guy's like, if you were an American spy, why would he have a TV show? And then, of course, <laughs> they beat him further. Um, so I guess he was in jail for a while. It, so that movie's called Rosewater. It's supposed to be really good. Gosh, there were a lot of really good ones out, too. There were some others that look really good that I haven't seen. I didn't see Big Hero 6, but I also didn't see Frozen, and that was the year prior. Were there any Pixar movies this year? Uh, If there was, I don't remember. I don't think there was. I saw Interstellar. And have you seen it? No, that that movie looked interesting, but at the same time, I also wasn't interested in it. Yeah, I know what you mean. It it, it, it looked like it'd be too much of a serious type movie. And, yeah, it's and, very and, serious. And I wasn't necessarily yeah. wanting. I, I'm not always interested in a serious type movie. No. I mean, and I hear you. I I know. I don't want to be depressed when I go see the movies. <laughs> that movie had me like I I'm not kidding when I say this. It had me. Sp- Speechless. Uh, the sights and the sounds were so intense. It's a beautiful movie, but it was like so intense. And then the big reveal, I'm not going to reveal at the end. Is it? I saw it coming, but most people I talked to didn't. Is it depressing um, as hell, Dan? I wouldn't say it's depressing. I mean, it, it's sad, but it's not really depressing. But between all this, the sights and sounds, the big reveal, all this, if I spoke, I probably would have like either cried or threw up. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, it, it's it's that. And, you know, it's got its problems. And I know, like, a lot of people hate Christopher Nolan, even though he makes good mu- movies. I don't know why people hate him. But um, very good movie. Uh, I highly recommend it. But, you know, before that, we had, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Had to see it twice because the first time I was, I really enjoyed it. But the first time I saw it, I was so drunk at the end of the movie. I was like, I don't know what this was about. Like, I couldn't even remember. Like, I had a good time watching it, but but even Guardians of the Galaxy is a strange one. It's mostly comedy. You've seen it, right? Yes, I I watched it at the theaters, and I just recently uh, rewatched it off of Blu-ray. Nice. It's uh, mostly comedy, but the beginning is pretty hard to watch, that first scene. It it, it grabs you. Yeah. It's kind of depressing in a sense, but after that... And then it's a comedy right after that. It's a very strange movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an adventure slash comedy but it works it, it's 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 a fun movie to see at, once you get past that initial yeah. initial five minutes in a, in a certain sense of that first five minutes kind of sets up sets up the movie or at least the peter quill's character a little mm-hmm. bit you you have an understand i guess that end of the movie when when he finally opens up the, his the gift from his mother it no it, i i guess it all kind of ties in which, by the way, uh, Google, for like a while, you could have uh, downloaded on Google Play for free the uh, awesome mixtape or whatever 
it was called in the movie. Did you see? Uh, I I downloaded it, and it it's got some good tunes on there. Did you see that? Uh, was it Marvel or whoever did the soundtrack? It came out and released it on actual cassette for a while. Really? Yes, because I didn't it was know that. because it, yeah, they actually made the cassette look like it from the movie. Oh, so they actually released it where you could buy it on cassette instead wow. of CD or downloading it, which I kind of thought was kind of cool in a certain that sense. That is, I that's mean, neat. And it's not even that cassettes are even that old. It's not like it. Releasing it on a record would be, you know, nostalgic. Being that cassette, you know, most people nowadays. I, you know what? You know, I'm they, actually going to disagree. I think, uh, I think, I think record would be would cool. Be, I think cassette would be more of a more of a novelty, nostalgic. Because uh, I mean, you can still buy vinyls, and vinyls Those are, are becoming, becoming popular again. Yeah, it doesn't bother me a, a yeah. bit. I mean, I've got records sitting over there, so <laughs> you know, you can go to Best Buy. No, not not like, all the Best Buys well, carry them, but at least for the next year until Best Buy goes under. But you can go to Best <laughs> Buy, and you know, they they have a ton of vinyls. Yeah. Uh, new vinyls. I hope Best Buy doesn't go under. That's my that's my uh, store I go to drool at. Uh, of course, if you now read that... Forbes magazine or anything like that, like they don't have much time left. They've made too many financial mistakes. Basically, Forbes. I read this a year ago. I, I, I've been kind of following it. Uh, Forbes. I believe it was Forbes. I don't know, but uh, somebody quoted it saying that Best Buy is basically a showcase for what you can buy on Amazon for cheaper. So basically, people go into Best Buy, say, wow, this is really cool. And then they go home and buy it on Amazon, <laughs> which is what I do. <laughs> like, I do it, too. It's see, like, I'm not. A, I'm that's not, great. I'm not I much of an online shopper. $20 by doing it. I don't know. Like, Best Buy, like, I mean, you know, that's what happens when your business model is based on shoddy customer service. Like, eventually, you kind of lose it. Like, I mean... <laughs> That's enough about Best Buy. Product placement, and they didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, well, we'll move on from Best Buy. There's one thing I posted on my Oh, I did see uh, the other two movies. I didn't really see a whole lot of movies this year. The other two movies I saw in theaters were uh, um, X-Men Days of Future Past, which I thought that, was wonderful. Yes, I that thought was, it was really, really good. good. I and did see that eventually. On It was on I was on a home video, but I did see it. You did? Okay. Yes. It's, it's really good. And... Uh, uh, Captain America 2, of course, which was really good. Uh, uh, Winter Soldier or whatever it's called. Yeah. That, yeah. The th we saw it together. Th yes. Yes. That's right. Of course, the two of the top three finishing movies for the year will be Marvel movies. Yeah. Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 is going to end up being the number one overall box office I champ didn't see that. Neither have I. I'm um, not much of a Hunger Games fan. My wife is. But from what I've seen of box office returns, I think it's going to overtake. The final is going to take over Captain America and, and Guardians as the number one. The year. I might see it in theaters. I, I want to. Um, I still need to see the first one. I borrowed, or excuse me, the second one. I've seen the first one, and I really liked it. I borrowed the second one on Blu-ray from my friend like two months ago, and so I haven't seen it. So like, <laughs> I need to see it and then go to theaters and watch it. I, I actually thought they were really good movies. And, of course, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is dead. So Right. And, and wasn't he, he like one of the main villains? I know he completed his all of his work on the part one. and. Oh, he got through three-fourths of part two. He hadn't finished completely. He'll use a hologram. <laughs> the director said they weren't going to do anything digitally to replace him or anything. They had somehow figured out a way to take care of his character without, rewrite with, without having to, A, bring someone else in to stand in for him or digitally add him back in. No. They said they weren't going to do that. They weren't going to go that route like some other movies have with actors who had mm -hmm. died before the movie was finished. They said they had had some way of ending his character, but I, I'm not sure how they're going to do that. But since I've never really watched the movies, I don't know. So. 2014 was also the year of... Uh two trailers that are kind of exciting uh age of ultron yeah what yes what did you think of that holy crap uh, um, that looks really really good it also looks really dark compared to the last avengers movie i like, think i think really dark I, I think the age of ultron though is also going to be a leading you into not necessarily ant-man but more or less setting you up for, i think for captain america 3 probably yeah probably uh, and uh, did you see the part where where you see the broken Captain America shield. Yeah. Well, if you watch it, it pans down and you see someone's hand. Which I assume has to be ca Captain. I think it's Thor's. Like if you like Captain America always wears a glove, so I think it's Thor. So 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 would it be I Ultron? Ultron? I think uh, Ultron kills Thor. No, because no, well, because they're still planning on doing a, a third Thor movie. No, no, though. no, no, no. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. I read a lot of Norse mythology when I was a kid, and I have gotten into Thor comics recently. I, I wasn't when I was a 
when I was a kid, I thought that it didn't make sense, but now I love it. Here's my theory. Ultron kills Thor, so so Thor's soul goes to hell, spelled H-E-L. That's from Norse. It's one of the nine realms. Okay. That's also where the English word hell, H-E-L-L, comes from. Okay. Sends his soul to hell. Loki, or somebody, somebody like Loki, or maybe they'll bring an enchantress or somebody, bypasses his soul, brings it out of hell, just in time uh, for Ragnarok. Hmm. <laughs> That's my theory. I'm making it up as I go, but that would be a good movie. I, I would watch that movie. I, I'm assuming that uh, Ultron, from what I gather, is basically something that Stark... No. Uh, Ultron comes from something that Stark was working on? No, not in the comics. Uh, they're changing that, and they're changing it for the better. Ultron was actually built by Ant-Man okay. in the comics. But because the way the movies are set up... And it just makes... You, you know, here's the thing. There are people that'll complain... Here's the deal. If you actually go back, and we featured Ultron's uh, first appearance on one of our shows um, from last year, so you might want to go back and look at that. But uh, um, the thing about Ultron is, in his first appearance, which was a good appearance, he comes in, wrecks havoc, he's real scary, uh, he also builds vision for some reason. So both of them have the same uh, initial appearance. There's no mention of him being built by anyone. Ant-Man's fighting him, and he doesn't say anything. Okay. Like, a, two years later, Ant-Man is like, oh, wait, like, I'm not kidding you. This really happens. Oh, wait, I built Ultron. How could I forget? Ant-Man is the worst character ever written. Like, he's just <laughs> terrible. Well, I've so, got a question about Ant-Man, but I'll get to that a little bit later. So, yeah, this whole... Uh, so, really, Tony Stark had nothing to do with Ultron but other gonna, than fighting him. But are they going to the make it that way in, in Yeah, in it, looks like, it looks like Tony built, which makes perfect sense. Because it looks like they're changing it in the movies to where Tony is the one that builds. Because because I'm guessing obviously with with the, what they named Captain America: Civil War coming out a year from you know the second Avengers movie. To me, it looks like they're trying to set up that rift probably a little bit between, or at least give a a starting of a rift between him and, and and Captain America. There, obviously, if you're not a Marvel fan or a movie fan, you're you may or may not know that Iron Man's going to be also See, in Captain America three. Most but, of these Marvel movies don't really follow the comics, that and that's well. fine. I yeah, mean, it is I, fine, I, and that, yeah. that's fine because it's someone like me who like the has Iron a little Man bit movies you know, haven't followed them at all. You know, like Iron. Like, people complain about the Mandarin. Well, it's like, well, Jarvis was a, a, an Alfred ripoff uh, in the comics. Right. He wasn't a computer. Peter. Like, I mean, you know, the Whiplash. Whiplash is a mix between two different characters. Like, they've never followed the comics. I mean... I mean, and, and I'd rather see them keep the movie consistent yeah. in, in their timeline yeah. or as far as how they're doing, and which is fine. They've always captured the spirit of these um, characters. They've right. They've done a really good job of that, but they haven't really followed the stories, and that's fine. Because Ant-Man... even four, there was no. They made reference to Doctor Don Blake, but they didn't really do anything with that. <laughs> and thank God, it, it's too stupid. <laughs> they acknowledged it was there, but they didn't necessarily have to go. Well, with you know, it. and you know, in the comics, Pepper Pepper Potts is actually written out fairly. And Pepper Potts in the comics marries Happy Hogan, so that means that Gwyneth Paltrow and, and John, John Favreau, Favreau hook up. Ew. <laughs> yeah. You think uh, Gwyneth Paltrow could do better? You'd think. Well, you know, that's why they didn't follow it. But in the comics, like, there were... Tony Stark has one really good villain that I don't think we'll ever see in the movies. Uh, she's kind of... She's a female villain. She's kind of moved on into Hawkeye, and her name is Madame Mask. She's pretty cool. She's a Catwoman ripoff, but I mean, you know, whatever. But uh, she's a cool villain. One of the few cool villains that... Iron Man actually has, and I don't think we'll ever see her. But what were... Oh, yeah, Ultron. Looks good. Uh, the second trailer, of course, Star Wars. Oh, yes. Uh, the Force Awakens. Yeah. Now, they just gave you just enough to kind of give you a look, a tease, yeah. show you a few new characters, but nothing, anything to talk about yeah. other than getting getting to see the Millennium Falcon again at yeah. the end, which was kind of cool. Nice. And, and, of course, that unique lightsaber at the end, you know, with that one dude. Now, are you a big... I know you're a big Star Trek fan. Are you big? Are you more Star Trek than Star Wars? I'm kind of fifty-fifty. Are you? Okay. I mean, now. If what about when you were a kid? Star Wars. Really? Okay. okay. I mean, I, I, I became more knowledgeable about Star Trek when I started watching Next Generation. I see. Okay. And then I, I always liked the original, the original movies, you know, with the original cast. Yeah. But that's all of, of, of the original cast I knew was from the movies. Yeah. I never really watched the '60s show oh, yeah. very much or any at all because I found it weird. 
boring and dull. Yeah, I love uh, the '60s now, show because it is it's so stupid. <laughs> but 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 as an adult, as I've gotten older, yeah. I've found more of an appreciation for that show, and I've watched it, and I understand it more probably now as adult as I ever did as a kid because yeah. because Roddenberry in the '60s was trying to get out certain messages and 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 say certain things about society, but he did it in a way where you were he was kind of masking it. I've actually read that uh, that one of Roddenberry's head writers that was doing all of that, and Roddenberry was the one that was like the fun adventure one. Eh, not from what adventure. I've read, but right, okay, okay. He was more. Everyone, everyone kind of gives that credit to Roddenberry supposedly. Yeah, yeah. Now, whether or not that's true or not, I don't know. I found more of an appreciation for the original show as I've gotten older. Yeah, uh, and you know, maybe, maybe. What you do had... you think about on Star Wars? How they're on tat? It looks like they're on Tatooine again. That's fine. You think C- so? Because to me, Tatooine is kind of one of those. I don't know. Tatooine is well, it's kind of like one if, of those central. Well, if they're going to pick up. I bet Luke would have moved back there. That does. No, I, I don't, think, you don't so. think so. I don't think so because the. From my understanding of the what the plot may be for Star Wars after the initial uh, Star Wars rolls cross, you know, reading those little three paragraphs yeah. that they always do, supposedly after that pans off, it's, the opening shot of the movie is supposed to be a hand clutching a lightsaber floating through space. Oh, wow. Now, I take that as that's supposed to be Luke's hand with the original lightsaber he got from his, that yeah. Ben gave him that was cut off at Bespin in Cloud City that Vader cut off. In, in Empire Strikes Back. Hmm. And then somehow or another, maybe uh, Han and Leia's daughter somehow comes across it and finds it. Because supposedly Luke hasn't really been seen since sometime supposedly after the events of Return of the Jedi. He's been in seclusion for 30 years. Yeah, anything any, anything you read of the books, anything of all those books that have been written since Return of the Jedi, basically uh, yeah, they, Lucas, they... Lucas, Lucas, Lucasfilm and Disney said, yeah, okay, those exist. But they're not official canon anymore. I, I, instead of, I love how we have to be told that. Yes, that is so funny. Well, it's I like think, I think it's they like initially... they still exist. If you open them, they won't be blank. Like, <laughs> I, I think I think that was probably a smart smart idea because a lot of fans, when they heard they were Disney was going to do more movies, a lot of them were hoping for maybe see some sort of heir to the Empire trilogy, which was written by Timothy Zahn. Yeah. The problem is that trilogy takes place five years after the events of Return of the Jedi. Now, if you're trying to bring back Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill, you can't do that and run that storyline because they're way too old now to do so. So I think in a certain sense, saying, yeah, all those books that were written, they're there, they're great, but they're not not—they're no longer officially canon, yeah. nor were they ever canon, was probably a good idea because then that tells the fans right there, you may see some characters pulled from those books, maybe a couple of storylines possibly, but you're not going to ever see those books made into movies, yeah. which was probably a good idea because then you'd have a lot of people clamoring for some of those. Because if you've ever read any any of the books written by Timothy Zahn, they're really good. Are they good? Okay. They're really good. I know you told me that. Enrique told me that. Schaefer told me that. Uh, He's written about one of my five or six Star Wars books, that, and yeah. all all the books Timothy that Zahn. That have written are really, really good. He he seems to have a good grasp of the Star Wars universe and and can really get into the characters really well. And the, it was a big universe. Like, yeah, it's I mean, a big like, it's a big like universe. Like, and and I'm cool with what they're doing now. A lot of people are kind of saying, well, you know, if, since Abrams is directing Episode Seven, well, if he does to Star Wars what he did to Star Trek, it's going to suck. But, he turns Star Trek into Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, but at, so that's going to be but, good. But as someone as I commented that comments a lot on my website he likes what abrams did with the movies but he also in the same sense doesn't like what abrams has done to star trek i think disney and lucasfilm have more control over what the final product and look of of the episode seven will be than what maybe paramount did with the reboot of star trek and i mean you know let's let's be honest here that you know the abrams star trek he kind of, in some ways, brought it back to the roots, like the the '60s Star Trek. That depends in on who some you. Some way that, that I'm depends not on going all the way. That depends on who you talk with, but though, because '60s Star Trek was pretty the, goofy. There's, there's no most people complaints with the new Star Trek movies that I've seen is people are wanting that comment on society, yeah. like even the. The original movies did, and or I was somewhat kind of uh, looking uh, for that. I, I, I wish they would have done, or that. somewhat like Next Generation did, 
Yeah. A lot of people have complained. It's just action, action, yeah. action. That's all it is. Good movies. But well, yeah, I, I do agree. I, I think rebooting Star Trek and rebooting it with the original characters, I think, was A, their big issue. Because so many people are comparing it to, you got such entrenched characters of Spock, Kirk, McCoy, no. Scotty. You got all those characters that people are comparing it to the original actors and what was originally done, whether it was a TV show or the movies, that all these people are expecting to see a certain thing. And the Star Trek movies that were done, and I know you've seen them, mm-hmm. they have a message. Mm-hmm. They're slow. You've got a little bit of action here and there to keep you compelled in it. But the but, best one, Star Trek II Wrath of Khan, is just a fun action movie. Am I right? Yes, but the most successful <laughs> But the most successful, the original six movies, yeah. has no villain in it. Oh, four? Yeah. Star Trek Four: The Voyage yeah. Home. Has no technically villain in it do and no think, Enterprise. Do you think they could do a movie like that again? No. i got to be honest with you. I, I kind of hate that movie. Well, see, <laughs> I don't like it. And, 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 some, I, and some, of my, some of my arguments in defense of the new movies is you can't do a typical Star Trek movie like they've done in the past in today's movie society and have it succeed. Because, I agree. Because A, the audience ain't going to sit still long enough. Yeah. B, most of the people that are trying to draw in the draw in Star Trek fans to get people to watch, they're trying to do it in such a way you don't have to sit there and know anything of the previous incarnations of Star Trek, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, or all that content that was so strung out for over 30 years, mm-hmm. so intricately inter- intertwined in a time timeline the only way you'd get those if you were to do that kind of movie now would be you'd be have to be a star trek nerd to understand it and to enjoy it and and they've tried to do it to where it's a mass general thing you can go to see it you don't need to know a damn thing about the characters or star trek universe to enjoy it some of these hardcore fans are just so adamant this is not star trek what they're doing now blah 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 well if they were to they had done that in 2009 when the reboot came out that would have been the only movie that would have came out because it would have not done well yeah. to paramount's expectations and, and, you, really and you wouldn't have seen another movie since because it would have failed and i'm gonna tell you i didn't like the second of these reboots as much as the first one but i i'm still gonna tell you it's probably towards the top of my list of the Star Trek movies. Oh, it's fun! Like it's a good movie. It's, it's fun, and and see, and, and the and, the ending kind of sucks, but, but other than that, it's a good and movie. And see, and everyone says, "Oh, you ripped off Wrath of Khan." They didn't rip it off. No. It was an homage. I no. see. I don't even see. I don't even see it as an homage. Mm-hmm. If you've seen the original episode, Space Seed. Yeah, where Which where, have, where yeah. you see Ricardo Montalban as Khan the first time. Yeah. To me, I see Into Darkness as a a very twisted, turned on its ear episode Version of Space of yeah. Space Seed because a he's not actually after Kirk to kill Kirk. Yeah, in a certain sense. Yeah, it was it was uh, Admiral Marcus and 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 you if you listen carefully into Into Darkness in the first thirty forty five or whenever it is when Khan they talk about Khan or whatever. It was Starfleet that went after looking for the Botany Bay and only revived Khan. So in originally it was the Enterprise that found him in the original series and had issues with him, and Kirk dealt with him and left him stranded on a planet. That never happened. It was, see, this whole thing of this alternate timeline, you know, I have no problems with it. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with what yeah. they did. And anyone who's anyone who says, well, they just suck, is you're just too much of a purist. It's yeah. either get on board or or stop going to them. And yeah, these people exactly. who these people who complained about the first one, who hated it, went hated what they did, the one, who went to saw it. the second one, hoping they would change, yet they still bashed it. And there's the two highest grossing Star Trek movies ever. There will always be people who go, and I will never understand, there, there are these hardcore fans who go to this stuff just to hate it. Like, I and yet they'll go see Star Trek, the third Star Trek movie, which they're hoping to try and get out by 2016, and they'll have the same complaints, the same issues with it. Mm-hmm. But yet you'll sit there. Well, did you go see the first two? Yeah. Did you like them? No. I why hate do you it. keep then going? Why did you go to the yeah. third one? I'll tell you. Uh, when I was a kid, I saw Batman Forever in theaters, and I was a little kid. Didn't really care for it. Did I see Batman and Robin in theaters? No, I saw it on video, like a normal person, because I was like, well, yeah, I still kind of want to see it. Now, if you want to compare those two movies, Batman, those Bat- are terrible. Ba- Batman, those forever, are terrible. Batman Forever is, is hell. Uh, yeah, Batman Forever is hell a lot better than Batman and Robin. Oh, God. 
Those both of those movies are terrible. But yeah, Batman Forever. Like as a fan of Two Face, I didn't like the movie. Or as a fan of Batman in general, I didn't like it. But it was it's watchable. A lot more watchable than the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ooh, that oh one, my god, it's unwatchable. Like, well, see, Warner every Brothers, now and then it'll be on TV, so I'll watch it for a few minutes, and it's like Warner Brothers' the mistake acting was is horrible. Like everything is bad. Warner Brothers' biggest mistake was the original first four Batman movies was kicking Tim Burton out of the director's oh, yeah. chair well, for that because they they were afraid the first two were too dark. Well, and here's That's the what thing: is. here's the thing. Batman Returns isn't great by any means. No, uh, like the only great, the only really good one out of all of them is the first first one. one. But Returns is still good. Yes. Like, I mean... But anyway, um, I was going to ask you, we were talking about Marvel and mm-hmm. Spider-Man and all that, and I know you saw what I posted about Marvel and Spider-Man and Marvel not expecting, yeah. and it's like, I wanted to post on there, gee, James, tell me how you really feel, but no. but uh, what do you think about the fact that Sony and Marvel can't seem to come to agreement, even though a lot of people say that Sony just needs to let Marvel have the creative, let Marvel come up with the story, let Marvel absorb some of the cost in making the movie but yet still let sony distribute it and get some of the most of the profits for it everyone says marvel could do the better job of rebooting spider-man a lot of mixed feelings uh first off who knows what's going to happen after the big sony hack we're not going to get too much into that i rambled about it on my show but right too much. and there's there's some depending on what you want to believe of some of those hacks uh, of the leaked emails some of the executives are still like they don't like what has been done with Spider-Man, and they some executives well, still want still want still want some sort of an agreement to come up with uh, Marvel. It's just, a, and I think I think Spider-Man just needs to go back to Marvel. Yeah, uh, at, at least as far as the movies. Here's the thing, I do too. Here's the thing: Does that mean another reboot? Because I can't handle any more Spider-Man reboots. Well, I think I think you can do it in such a way where you don't. If if you're if you're a fan of Spider-Man and know the Spider-Man universe, I think they can do it in such a way where you don't necessarily have to have a complete reboot of the movie. That's a movie I forgot about that I also saw in theaters with Spider-Man. Um, yeah, th- you know, that's the thing. If they do reboot, we don't need to see his damn origin story again. No. We've seen it enough. We know it by heart now. Like, if if you're a big Spider-Man fan, you, you you know what happens, or at least some incarnation you know, of... Well, we've seen two different versions of it. Like, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, switch out Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane for Gwen Stacy, and Green Goblin for Lizard, and it's the same movie. Right. I really didn't think Amazing Spider-Man 2 was terrible terrible but it's, um, it's watchable it, oh yeah it is and uh you know uh gwen uh emma stone as gwen stacy is fantastic uh what's his name who plays who plays spider-man now what's his name uh, andrew, andrew garfield. garfield he's really good too they've still never found a perfect he he's he's a lot closer to spider-man than toby mcguire was um i like him better than and i like toby but um, I like him better than Toby. He, uh, they still haven't gotten that character down perfectly. Perfect, and it's a hard character to do. So I don't totally blame him. But he's a lot closer to Can... the character than Toby McGuire was. Y- you know, on those two actors and characters alone, they're really pulling all the way for those movies um the big problems with the movies though is that the stories suck like the first movie it's like like i said it's sam raimi's spider-man all over again but with this uh with this added bull about his parents and then this movie like the story was just all over the place like like it's like electro and the green goblin and well the whole like rhino thing of like Ryan. we discussed the last time on my show yeah. you could have done you could have cut that out well okay the the end part with rhino maybe you could have left in just to kind of bring him back in after the death of Gwen Stacy, no. but but the first time you didn't need to see him. No, it, that was completely just just because you could, and it was unnecessary. You think you think eventually Sony will come to agreement with Marvel and let Marvel have it? I think Sony is the worst um, because of all the movie companies out there, they're the ones having the rough roughest time, and that's the only character they've really got to have. I, d- I, d- I think it'll um, be in their best interest. I think if they keep losing money after this h- hacking incident, they might have to do that. But because uh, I think if you if you want my opinion on Sony, and I've always thought this, even though I love the old Spider-Man movies, Sony is the worst of the six major 
would you agree the six major movie companies, Sony is by far the worst? Like, it's not that they make the worst movies, but they are just a terrible company. Like, I mean, even when it comes down to, like, their their posters always look like crap. You know, their marketing for the movie is all, are always terrible. Like, they just don't, you know, they, they lose directors and actors all the time. They are just a terrible, terrible company. The uh, From what I read, the, the reason why an agreement couldn't be reached was the biggest... Uh, sticking point was uh who got what percentage of the profits yeah. if 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 there was spider-man brought into the to the marvel cinematic universe and that was the biggest sticking point yeah. but i think otherwise sony was willing to let spider-man at least creatively go over to marvel it would be nice it would a- be and nice. assuming marvel never gets spider-man at all will the marvel cinematic universe survive with what they're going with the civil war and the infinity wars they're going after oh yeah can they still here, make it work? here is the thing with Spi- spider-man and, and here is like the big saving grace with spider-man is he's always been kind of a character unto himself like yeah i guess stars in fantastic four and all this but uh you know he's always been like kind of a street level hero he's always had his own family problems like it's always been about him you don't really need like when and actually that is in some way to the benefit of him having his own thing because it's like super villains are one thing but when you start bringing aliens and gods into the mix with spider-man it stops making sense it's almost as if spider-man exists in his own mini universe in mm-hmm. Marvel. and to the similar extent same with uh maybe more of an extent the same with x-men like it's almost when other characters appear in x-men like like Iron Man or the Fantastic Four. It feels weird, yeah. It, it does. So, like, those are the two that can really survive on their own. I would love for Marvel to take over Spider-Man. I would, because they're doing a really good job. You know, it is like, you know, don't leave Spider-Man out. Like, it would be kind of fun to see him, Iron Man, pop up in a Spider-Man movie, you know. But the one that they really need to get, though, is Fantastic Four. And I don't think they're going to get that. No. Because Fox, Fox has their own ideas of they're emerging gonna, they're gonna, Fantastic Four and X-Men, too. They're going to bungle that up real bad. I think like, I know the past, they've gotten lucky with the past couple X-Men movies, but this is going to be pretty darn bad. Well, you, you at least got one more X-Men movie coming with the uh, first class people yeah. before you see anything of that. And who knows, maybe this reboot of Fantastic Four will bomb and that'll just never come to happen. So, well, I, you know. Because I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure before that happens, they're hoping... Fox will hoping that the, the the new Fantastic Four movie will succeed because you I mean, can't plan that far ahead. Fantastic Four and Avengers together like peanut butter and jelly or something. Like <laughs> I mean, they you know you really need them together. I would rather Fantastic Four be with the Avengers than with X Men. Like it doesn't really X Men survives on their own. They don't mm-hmm. really need the other characters and in fact they kind of hinder the other characters when they're around so 2015 we see two marvel movies with first captain america civil war which we're gonna bypass that's right. gonna be in 2015 no no i'm sorry i'm 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 ahead of myself that's oh 2016. you mean uh, uh avengers age of age ultron, ultron yeah. i'm we sorry. kind of talked about that yeah already. but anyway i'm gonna skip past that ant-man comes out next year and they've released their official synopsis have you read that not really. Uh, it says, uh, the next evolution of the Marvel Cinematic Universe brings a founding member of the Avengers to the big screen for the first time. Ant-Man, armed with the astonishing ability to shrink in scale but increase in strength, Master Thief Scott Lang must embrace his inner hero and help his mentor, Dr. Hank Pym, protect the secret behind his spectacular Ant-Man suit from a new generation of towering threats against seemingly insurmountable obstacles. Pym and Lang must plan and pull off a heist that will save the world. Hmm, that sounds interesting. Now, I wonder if that's based I, at least loosely on Edgar Wright's script. I, I don't know, but uh, my question to you would be: Is Ant Man is Ant Man going to be perceived next year, kind of like Guardians w- was before it released, as a possible Marvel's first not so successful movie? Oh, I don't. Or, I don't or, or, know. Or you, th- or you think because of Marvel's success, it, it, it might really still do well? I think I think it'll do well. Um, you know, and I mean, we've got Paul Rudd is going to be hey. Scott Lang. Yeah, Michael Douglas is going to be Hank Pym. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a bomb by any means. Um, of course, I the trailer know. will tell you a lot too. Yeah. The look of what they're going because they just yeah. recently wrapped up production on that. What a couple weeks ago? Did I they? saw I saw a thing on the internet saying that uh, Ant Man officially wrapped up its its filming. I'm not going to make any predictions on on that. I I think it. 
I think partially it depends on how good the movie is. I think Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of a runaway hit. I don't think it's going to be like that. But I, I don't want to say, well, it might be their first bomb. I don't think that's going to happen. Or their first miss. I mean, their first miss was really the Incredible Hulk. But that was really, you know, I don't know. That was before it really started, but. Yeah. And actually, it, it's a good movie. I just mean, like, financial miss. Like, and it still did well. It's just compared to the others. I hope that they bring the Wasp into this. Uh, according to the character list, it has lists. The only one they have is, it says, uh, they've got uh, actor Corey S- Stole as Darren Cross, aka Yellow Jacket, and which Yellow think, Jacket? Yeah, that's what it says. Okay, you. Wow, that's weird. Really weird. So uh, I, I don't know Yellow Jacket Wasp. I don't know. Here, here no. Here's, here's, here's the deal. Here's Ant Man, Hank Pym. Uh huh. Okay, that didn't really work out it wasn't popular so they changed him to giant man (laughs) where now he's huge that was also stupid so actually the best is once is when uh hank pym is retelling then he says and then for reasons i don't remember i (laughs) i love when stanley does crap like that he's and then for reasons i don't remember i changed my identity a third time to goliath so after Giant Man, he's called Goliath, and then he's called Yellow Jack. Hmm. So that's all Hank Pym. Um, Yellow Jacket is kind of when he becomes a bad guy. But then again, uh, as you said, Marvel's never really followed no. comics too well in the movies. Yeah, that's why it's... But it is interesting. Um, the Scott Lang character was a um, different Ant-Man from the 70s or 80s, 70s. And um, Edgar Wright, for whatever reason, was a big fan of that character. And so I remember back in 2006. Well, I uh, I did read where they said that uh, they did go back and add in uh, an extra action scene or something, some scene that said they would make sense with the movie to pump up the action for Ant-Man. Looks like they are going to have a... um, That's weird. Well, they're really changing it. Looks like they are going to have a uh, Wasp. Hope Van Dyne. Evangeline Lilly. It's weird that they're changing her name to Hope. In the comics, her name is Janet Van Dyne. Hmm. Hope is kind of a crappy name, to be honest with you. Like, I, I hope that goes away and they just <laughs> change it to Janet. Like, I think what they're doing is it, it's like since Ant-Man's going to be older, they're probably like, well. But it's like, who cares? Like, you've changed the story before. Why don't you just make Janet Van Dyne younger and dating Scott Lang? So hopefully that'll change. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like Evangeline Lilly is going to be some form of the Wasp. But, yeah, that's that's... I don't know much about Ant-Man other than... There's not much to know. Like, I mean, he's pretty much... he fa- Like, his comic failed early on, so he's been in the Avengers ever since. And actually, he got kicked out of the Avengers for uh, punching the Wasp in the face when he became yellow. Yeah, pretty dark. So, like, he got arrested, and the Wasp was like, you can't come back here ever again. We're getting a divorce. Basically, they kicked him out, and I think... In the 90s, since everything's stupid in the 90s, they got back together. But the Wasp, really, after that, she really became one of the leaders. Of, she was always kind of a joke character, but uh-huh. she became one of the big leaders of the Avengers. Now, I, I didn't print out the list of all the all the uh, Phase 3 movies they're going to yeah, do. That's okay. Uh, that's, that's a long way They've, they've obviously ca- officially cast Benedict Cumberbatch as uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. But my, my question was going to be, are you surprised there's no individual Hulk movie somewhere in all those? No, I'm not. Um, I mean, I mean, Marvel still says you'll still see the Hulk in different movies. Yeah. I mean, obviously they got some sort of I'm plan. I'm hoping that the Hulk appears in Thor Ragnarok. Like, really? Hulk in Asgard sounds pretty cool. Like, <laughs> maybe the Hulk's the one that pulls Thor out of hell. I don't know. Like, I wrote my own screenplay for that. <laughs> but, um, I-, I was just going to ask, you know, if you, if you were surprised by that or not surprised. So. No, not at all. Uh, y- Hulk y- has always been a... You know, the 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 old Bill Bixby, Lou Fregno show was a success. Other than that, Hulk has always been kind of a hard character for them to have a solo career with, even in the comics. So, so you think you'll pretty much Marvel stick him just as a as, as a, a guest, as, yeah. a, as kind of an extra character in the I other movies? So. I think so. To move like, their plot along, but not necessarily a solo movie anymore? I think so. I mean, they're... There comes a point where it's like you what, can't what, really do much. What else him. can you do other than he gets pissed off and, yeah. and goes green and destroys yeah. everything? He's a hard character to do. Did you um, did you see uh, what James Gunn posted on his Facebook page? What was it late November? Right? Yeah, Thanksgiving? I did. I did. Go ahead and talk there, there's one part of it I kind of I, I want to read here because I kind of really agree with it. I don't, I'll see. Want to see what you think? 
It says executives and producers and sometimes even directors are focused on the big picture without perfecting the task directly in front of them, making a great movie. And studios are trying now to franchise from non-existent films or middling, modeling successes. It's like they aren't taking audiences into account at all anymore. I know George Lucas, Kevin Feig, John Favreau, etc. had ideas where their films would potentially in the face of success, but I don't think it ever got in the way of making the first movie count as if it was the last of making it something wonderful that the people would love, whether it led to other films or not. And if you read the whole thing, he's really taking a shot. And I almost want to say he's somewhat taking a shot at Marvel, but in the same sense, he's really not, obviously, because that's who he's working for. Uh, He's basically saying, and I kind of wonder if it maybe was kind of a stab at you know, Warner Brothers and DC and, and some of these other universal, universal all of a sudden tr- saying they're going to do a, the a monster thing where they're not Star Wars. But if, then that you know, Dracula the, movie was so terrible. That yeah. Now they're rethinking it. it. It's just you almost have to want his statement is almost really true. Oh, yeah, it is. I oh, mean, because yeah, if you if you watch Star Wars A New Hope, the first movie. Mm-hmm. If you watch that by itself and you think about it, if that movie had not succeeded, that movie really is kind of self-contained. Yeah, it is. I mean, well, that, and that was even that it was before more sequels were even really thought of. Well, and it was also before um, George Lucas had even considered Darth Vader being Luke's father. Right. Like that was not right. I mean, he had an idea of hoping to do more movies, but he he that movie is really so self-contained because it's in the movie. Han helps Luke destroy the Death Star. Mm-hmm. They get their medals, and the only thing they leave themselves open is Darth Vader, Vader never like got he... shot. He just spins off and drives. But even w- drives but even flies that, away. it's like, does he survive? Does he not? You know, like you could say that. Like if there was no sequel, you could say, oh yeah, he died. Like, oh wait, no, he does fly. Away. Yeah, he does like, fly he spins away. And flies. Yeah, never mind. he flies away. So that's the only thing you're leaving yourself to bring back the villain. Yeah. But really, that movie had bombed, and you watched it nowadays, and there had been no episode five, six, or the prequels. That's really a self-contained mm-hmm. movie. It was done in the sense of, if it does well, well, great. I can possibly do a second one. But if it doesn't, I put well, my movie out there. So uh, the same with Iron Man. Totally self-contained. Right. Um, you know, you go back to old Sony. Sony belongs on that list, too. You go back to old Sony Spider-Man. Totally self-contained. I mean, yeah, like, he doesn't get the girl at the end, which was different from most... Most hero movies. Movies, yeah. Action movies in general. And, and really, the but, first the first Batman movie with Tim Burton is really kind of self-contained. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. It, yeah, and that's the way they used to do it. And that's the way Marvel started out, too. Uh, but these others, uh, Warner Brothers... They're, they're jumping on this whole... Sony's even worse with the new Spider-Man stuff. Like, they're already, like... They're already backing off of Spider-Man 3. They're still they're somewhat really. talking about doing the uh, there's their spinoff movies but now it looks like the only spinoff movie they might do is the you know uh, Sinister that, Six. It's, a, it's a shame it's a shame that these executives have to keep dipping their nose into this because the new spider-mans could have been good like i would have still liked the old ones better but they could have been really good i think mark webb is actually a good director uh the actors were good the script suffered because there was so much oh we got to lead into this and this and build this universe up and no you don't you I really don't. I, I first time I read it, I thought, "Wow, he's taking a shot at DC." He's well, taking so, a shot so, at all of them. But the, but it, when you go back and read it the second time, you realize he's not just taking a shot at DC. He's taking a shot at everybody else. Well, Universal's the dumbest by trying to do that Universal monster monsters thing. Like, make sure your first movie's good first, first and they they didn't even do that. that. No, that, I mean it, Warner Brothers is pretty bad too because like I I don't think the next Superman movie, the Justice, whatever, where they're putting everyone, I don't think that's going to be good at all like i really don't i think that's gonna i think that's going to be the first i think that's going to be the beginning of the end of the superhero craze now you're talking batman donna justice you're talking the actual justice league movie to follow uh no the the superman batman whatever it's called Uh, batman versus yeah donna justice I think that movie. So gonna... Batman is first in the title of the movie. Yeah, Batman versus Superman. Oh my gosh! But supposedly, what I read here—they recently... just have no confidence in Superman. But supposedly, what I read was Batman starts off this movie for the first however long or whatever it is, and then 
then for the majority of the movie, it deals with Superman, and then Batman comes back in towards the end. Supposedly, if and where does Wonder Woman and Aquaman? I don't, I, and I, I, I don't know where all these in. things fit. Not in. only that, but like the TV shows, like Flash, like they have nothing to do with this, yes. and like, and they've already rebooted. You know, not only does like the old Nolan movies, which are great, don't count. But then they've already, they're already like saying that Green Lantern doesn't count because it was terrible. It's like, well, you know what? Maybe you should have tried making a good movie. Maybe you should try <laughs> making a good sequel. Like, I mean, you know, you can't just like reboot over and over, over and, and over. over again. Like every time you mess up, oh, let's just reboot. Let's just reboot. And it, it just gets old. Like right. I think Warner Brothers, and the funny part is Warner Brothers has the rights to all these characters. They, they should have been the ones, not Marvel, to set this all up. And they failed. They're they're going to keep failing. It's, and I think they're going to, you know, and I, I, I mean, I liked this last. It wasn't great, but I liked Man of Steel to some extent. And the thing it is, you're not even going to technically get an official Man of Steel 2 movie. No, we're not. Until till like 2018, and which I think is BS. stupid. Because to me, to me, 2016, you should be seeing the Man of Steel 2. Yeah. And then maybe see Batman versus Superman, Donna Justice. You know, that's the order it should be in, not I, this reverse I think order. Going to, I think Warner Brothers. I think Warner Brothers is going to kill the superhero genre. Like, well, I, I mean, it, nothing lasts forever. You yeah. know that you were around when Star Wars came out and all those space movies. Oh yeah, like that didn't be. last forever. And before that, you had westerns. And this is gonna end sometime. And I think it's gonna start with Warner. I think Warner will have its problems, but I think I don't think Warner Brothers will have its problems until after Dawn of Justice. Yeah, it's gonna be soon. Be- after. Because because to me, that movie is gonna make money, it's good make or money. bad. Yeah. Good or bad, it's going to make money initially. It's going to, on paper, it's going to look successful. Right. Because it's, right. it's going to, it's, everyone's going to be curious of what they did. Yeah. They're going to be curious about Affleck playing Batman. They're, they're going to, and seeing these two guys on screen and the storyline and to see if they actually do have a fight between each other. Everyone's going to be so curious. Superman's going to win. Yeah, I know, but that's, that's, <laughs> unless Batman has some kryptonite on Yeah, him. maybe. But, that, but that's beside yeah. my point, though. Yeah. Everyone's going to go see that movie just out of morbid curiosity. And it's going to look good on paper. You know, another thing that gets me is uh, how these reboots nowadays try to pretend like the last series didn't exist. Like, I I know you're doing that within the story, but the companies are doing that. It's like, hey, I'm sorry that the Nolan Batman movies really changed everything. I know Iron Man 1 gets a lot of credit, but like, if it weren't for Batman Begins or Dark Knight, I don't know if... I don't know if the Avengers would have been as popular as they were. Like, I mean, those were great movies. You know, if you look back at Batman Begins, there are a ton of homages to the uh, Keaton Batman. Like, they they reuse a lot of lines, and they, you know, at the end, the Joker card. Like, a lot of homages to the Keaton. Uh We're not seeing that anymore. Now we're like, oh, don't bring up the old ones. People like those. Like, you know, same with Spider-Man. Like, don't bring them up. People kind of like those still. Like, don't talk about them. Like, it's just weird. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Joker, they announced the Suicide Squad cast. Jared Leto. I I found it interesting. What I think will probably be the best part of the Suicide Squad movie, A, bringing in the Joker, and B, Harley Quinn. Yeah. I'm a little, you know, I'm still not ready for a new Batman or a new Joker. Uh, Jared Leto is great. He will either be like, a really awesome, funny Joker, which we haven't seen in a while. Uh-huh. You know, Heath Ledger's was pretty dark. Or the other thing, and this is what I'm a little worried, they might go the opposite direction. And go too dark? And just, well, just have him be a poor man's Heath Ledger. Well, um, your your partner in crime on True Believers, Enrique, he kind of posted something that he felt this was probably the better way of introducing the Joker. If you're going to reintroduce the Joker by introducing him in the Suicide Squad, then trying to introduce him yeah. back into a Batman movie I think initially. So too. Like, I mean, again, get, how get many people, times get do we people have used to, see to Batman fight the Joker? And... But you know it's going to happen. Oh yeah, but... I mean, assuming assuming DC is successful, Donna Justice, the Justice League movie, and they finally get to that Batman movie, you know they're going to bring him in to fight the Joker. You know it's going to happen. Who is Will Smith playing? Isn't it like a uh, he, dead? He, he's uh, playing uh, Deathstroke. Will... Yes, Deadshot. Oh, Deadshot. Okay. And, and I find it funny that you got Deadshot, and then you got the Joker and Harley Quinn. You yeah. got three of the of the five or six. Half of them are Batman villains. Yeah. In the Suicide Squad. 
Well, Deadshot, Deadshot kind of is a shared villain. So, like, he'll pop up in Batman, he'll pop up in... But yeah, that is interesting. I guess, no, Deadshot is kind of more of a Batman, Batman villain, yeah. I find it interesting. Of course, that movie comes out in um, 2016. Yeah. So that comes out, basically, let's see, uh, Batman versus Superman comes out in March of 2016, and this comes out in August. So there's two DC movies that year. Tom Hardy's playing somebody. Yes, uh, Tom Hardy is playing Rick Flagg. I have, I have no, no idea. idea. I don't know who that is. I, I'm not familiar with the Suicide Squad. It's odd that Tom Hardy is double-dipping on DC villains, though. And I, and I did see here where it sounds like they uh, officially signed um, the, the woman who's playing on um, How to Get Away with Murder. It's on ABC. The one playing the lead role in there, oh, she's yeah. been hired to play the uh, the African female on who basically uh, sends them on their uh, mission. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of her name, but I know who you're talking about. It sounds like they sound her now. Whether or not was this was true or not, but Warner Brothers had first on their list of they wanted Oprah, which I found interesting. Oh, you know, someone mentioned that that would have been awful. I don't know. You know, I mean, it'd have been is interesting. She even an actress? Yeah, she's she act. Yeah, oh, wait, she, she, she was. was a, she was in color, color purple. purple. That's right. And okay. she's done some other things, but, but she's too big. You know, just too big. I think. That's right. I forgot she was in the color purple. I mean, okay, okay, she okay, I can see why Warner Brothers might want her because it might draw. In, they're hoping maybe draw in some Oprah fans maybe to go see the movie that maybe not would have gone to see it. But I think that was a. A really big risk. Well, it, yeah, and it's a not going to be Oprah that she didn't because that's a risk for her too. Because that, that isn't, would, aren't her fans like a bunch of soccer moms? Well, like, that she's more into. I don't know. I, like, it, wouldn't this it, be a little dark? It, it for wouldn't her be fans to me. It wouldn't seem like something she would do anyway. No, it doesn't. So no, it really doesn't. Which I found interesting. I mean, the Suicide Squad on its own might be all right. Yeah, it might. It might. I mean, I don't know what you know about the Suicide Squad, but the only thing I know <laughs> of, of these guys are are recruited by the government to go do some some missions that the government doesn't want yeah. sending the military in and they figure if these guys get killed no big deal yeah. and it's all for commuted sentences and from what I've read it sounds like maybe the Joker and uh, Harley Quinn are kind of be the uh, the newbies to the group like the others are kind of somewhat already been established and have worked together before and these two are now brought in and added to it and may stir the pot a little bit or cause friction no. in between but it'll be interesting to see how they do it now the the woman they got to play it, Margot Robbie, I mean, she's gorgeous as hell. Really? I mean, if you've seen her online, I mean, she's got the, already got the blonde hair and stuff, mm -hmm. so I can just see her, in the, depending on which version of Harley Quinn they want to dress her up as. And yeah. she, I mean, she could look really hot. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty reason why they got her, to get someone hot, you know, oh, yeah. want, you know get, get the guys to go see the movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Star Wars next year, though. Oh, yeah. 2015. Yeah, and it was no surprise when when it was said that the most so likely... So we're not going to get 3D versions of the others, just episode one, right? Like They were supposed to, but yeah, I think that was supposed to... I think that's scrapped I think, now. I think that was before Disney bought Isn't them. Isn't that funny how like the, the crappiest one gets a 3D... Yeah, because the there years. was there was actually a timeline released of of all six yep. movies being released as they in were 3D. supposed to be like a year apart, right? Well, uh, episode two was supposed to come out sometime last year, and then episode three well, six months later. You know, I'm sorry, George, but don't start with the one that people hate. Should have started with the New Hope. Yeah, started with yeah, the original. You should have. Should have started with the. Uh, sorry, people trilogy. don't want to watch this crap in in order because the first two or three suck okay like we're not gonna like we have them all on blu-ray we're not gonna sit through them <laughs> yes and like like who does that who says i'm gonna start with episode one it'll really get me excited about watching episode five and it's like no like no one does that yeah and then i'll get bored with episode six again it's like oh my gosh george must have you know, jar jar in his head Misa think he should release episode one first <laughs> no kidding <laughs> that's terrible Jar Jar impression, but uh, any thoughts on the 2015 movie season? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm having mind issues here, but supposedly we'll get the first full trailer for Star Wars Episode Seven when uh, Marvel's uh, Age of Ultron is released. Oh, really? Okay, which that'd be cool. To me, when I, when I read that, I was like, well, duh. Two of Marvel's biggest movies for 2015, and they're going to release. Yeah, it makes sense. Because yeah. you get everyone going to see the Star Wars trailer to go go pay tickets to go see. No. You know, Not that they're going to have any problems selling tickets for no. Avengers 2 anyway. No. Uh, I think we've pretty much run out of time here. It's been an hour already. <laughs> yeah. Ron, thanks for having me. No, I'm kidding. Go, you, do your thing. Do your thing. <laughs> Whose show are you on now? <laughs> no kidding. Uh, well, James, thanks for coming on. Thank Thank you. Pleasure as always. Me, I guess uh, we'll be talking to you and Enrique later. Yeah, definitely. We're going to 
Because I definitely after the holiday season, we're gonna do some. Uh, we're gonna get back together and start doing. Because I, I definitely as as we get closer to Star Wars, I've got a few ideas I like to pull off, yeah. if possible. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll do it. Maybe one of these days I can talk Enrique to bring back Ricky's review, even if it's just online. Oh yeah, he. I think that would be so cool. It wasn't trademarked. Like, I'm no. Like, I'm sure we could do that. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining me. Uh, we'll talk to everyone next time, and uh, hopefully my three listeners will come back. <laughs>